Hello, Green and Growing community. My name is Allison Hilt, and I am an agri-science teacher and an FFA advisor in Alabama. Uh, this year, I actually began my sixth year of teaching and advising and love every bit of time that I get to spend with my kids. But as we all know, the time that we spend with our students can be very expensive uh, because all of us have such amazing ideas and we want to make that overall experience for our students one that is very special to them um, and something that's going to impact them for a lifetime. And so as my chapter has begun to travel significantly more over the years, we have found that just basic fundraising is not always adequate. This year, um, we will be doing both of our plant sales like we have every year. Uh, we'll be doing a mum sale as well as a spring plant sale. And typically, we do pretty well with our fall mum sale, and we make about half of the amount that we make off the mum sale in the spring with our spring ferns and flower baskets. Unfortunately, because we don't take every student on these trips, um, there's just not really a feasible way for us to run that fundraiser to where it benefits those that are traveling and is still fair for those that aren't to participate and be able to get those orders so that we can put those funds into the account. So typically what we do with those fundraisers, those are the ones that actually allow us to have our meetings throughout the year. Uh, they allow us to take field trips to various institutions. They get us to our county and district and state level contest um, and then they're also going to be what gets us through our banquet season however this year um, we were able to apply for something called an rcnd grant and um, that actually comes from some of our state representatives and they're able to fund various programs um, in some sort of development um, and so they actually chose to fund Southside FFA, where I am employed, um, to go to national convention. And we were very blessed to be awarded $6,500. And so that amount should be able to get at least 10 students to national convention based on what we charge and the things that we do while we're there. However, because of the fiscal year, we found out that we would not be able to use that awarded grant to apply it towards our 2022 National Convention trip. Um, and so that's actually why I am speaking with you today. I wanted to talk to you specifically, um, not about a traditional fundraiser or even about applying for grants for travel, um, but really wanted to talk with you about kind of getting out of your comfort zone and finding fundraising ability in places that you would not have previously thought of necessarily. Uh, so back in August, when I discovered that the grant, if awarded, could not be applied to this year's trip, naturally I went into panic mode. And so after speaking with some of our um, senators and also with some of our local uh, municipality representatives, I realized that the best course of action was for me to arrange times that I could go speak at city council um, work sessions 
or um, reaching out to, writing to different uh, representative senators, and also being able to talk with our county commissioners. Um, and so through that process, I actually scheduled myself to speak at one of our feeder communities. Um, city council meetings, and we ended up being awarded $1,500 because they saw the value in what our organization does, and they wanted our students to be able to attend the national convention without any um, financial responsibilities. I also spoke at our annual meeting for our Farmers Federation within our county. Naturally, they saw the same value and wanted to support us for future travel. And so they actually chose to award us with a $1,000 donation. So that alone really helped significantly between those two. Uh, but then our county commissioners stepped in. We have six in our county, three of which are actually uh, representing our area directly. We have a pretty large district. Um, and so they awarded us with $2,100. And so in addition to us getting out of our comfort zone by me going and making those appointments and going to speak at those meetings, um, I also had my students meet with me at the end of July. We created sponsorship forms and we made a list of businesses in our feeder communities that we felt um, were locally owned, that we knew somehow tied in to our agricultural roots, and we actually put ourselves in official dress. Of course, I didn't, but they did. Um, and then we actually traveled around our two feeder communities, and we made stops at those businesses. We spoke with the owners. We left those forms, um, and we gave our um, potential sponsors three levels to choose from to sponsor us this year, and um, we had the national blue level, the corn gold level, and the platinum level. And I made the amounts pretty small this year due to the fact that I know that it's um, it's just difficult this year. Um, everybody's feeling it in their pocket. We're, we're just not able to do as much extra as we could in years past. And so um, just to give you an idea, our platinum level was 250 plus, where in past years, I know that some have done that level um, that third level at like $500 plus or even higher, but we reduced that significantly this year and we found that we have gotten um, a, quite a bit more sponsorships. We've never done sponsorships at the chapter I'm currently at until this year. So far, I believe that we have gotten non-business sponsorships to come through the mail um, in checks. And um, then, of course, we had sponsorships from our county commissioners. We had sponsorships from one of our feeder communities, city council and mayor. And then we also had a sponsorship come through from our Farmers Federation. So basically, um, this is kind of like a, a non-traditional fundraising idea. But up until this year, uh, because I'd only been within my program for just a few years, I just never really felt comfortable going out and asking for money. But I'm here to tell you, there are people in your community that on a monthly, weekly, daily basis are saying things to you like, gosh, I love what y'all are doing. Um, you know, what what can I do to help? What what can our business do to help? We really want to support the kids. They're so active in the community and they're always giving back. What can we do to support them? And, you know, your your initial response is always, well, we, we can't think of anything right now. We appreciate your support. We'll keep it in mind in the future. Um, but this year I finally realized they truly do want to support my kids 
And my kids need that support. They need those trips. They need to be able to do these things that are offered to them through this organization that they otherwise may not be able to do. This uh, convention trip this year went up in price for us compared to last year's, and I don't doubt that it won't do that again next year. So, um, you know, this is going to be a reoccurring thing for us. We had great success with going out and speaking to these owners, speaking to our representatives, and um, we have found that we have garnered a great deal of support. And so I'm here to encourage you to feel comfortable doing that. Um, you know, I finally came to the realization that the worst thing that they could say to me was no. And um, while, yes, we had some businesses that, you know, they couldn't afford it right now, we totally understood. No hard feelings. Um, hopefully they'll think of us next year if they have those extra funds available. So um, just remember that your community does want to support you. They want to support your chapter. They see the great things you're doing. They see the value in that. And it's okay to ask for help. Um, like I said, the worst thing that they can tell you is that they just can't budget for it this year, but they'll probably then follow up with, but we'd love to do that next year if you can get to us a bit earlier and get us these sponsorship forms. We want to help you guys. So I hope everybody has a fantastic year. I hope your fundraising does go well, and I hope that you will consider going out and advocating for your kids at these meetings, talking to these individuals and these businesses, because I think you will be very pleased at the amount of support that you receive. So some of the fundraisers that my SA chapter does include our SA rodeo, which is at the beginning of school, August timeline. Um, we do, uh, of course, we do fruit sales, which I'm not going to talk about that as much because I feel like that's kind of done by a lot of people. Um, we do that September, October-ish. We do a and dessert auction in January. We and then our FA supporters and alumni group, they do a steak dinner in April. And then one thing that I think that could be used as an FA fundraiser that we haven't really tapped into yet um, is a golf tournament. Now I'll start with the rodeo. Um, the rodeo that we put on, last year we used Silver Creek Rodeo. They're a PRCA sanctioned rodeo company. They work with Missouri uh, Rodeo Cowboys Association, um, and it's a fully sanctioned rodeo. One thing I've learned is that there are a lot of rodeo companies out there that do family fun rodeos, you know, the, the rodeos that happen every weekend at the same location, whatever. That's not what we're trying to put on. We're trying to put on one big, very well done rodeo. And that takes a lot of money on our end. Um, now, Silver Creek told me that they could do it next year, which is fine. We'll find another rodeo company to help us. Um, but our goal is to raise every dollar that we need to run the rodeo before the gates open on the Friday night. Um, the way we do that is I sell – well, this year it was mostly me because it was my first year fully taking it over from some helpers that we had um, – but we sell $1,500 and $250 sponsorships. The $1,000 sponsorships get the sponsors a – they get them four tickets to the rodeo. They get them – that also gets them um, a banner. Everybody gets a banner, post on social media, post in the newspaper, fully life, big deal thing. And they also get, for the $1,000, one of the events they got through. So it might be um, – 
Orslin's Barrel Racing, or the Barrel Racing brought to you by Orslin, or Farm and Home, or whatever the company is. Um, that's how the thousand dollars works. The five hundred dollars, you don't get an event named after you, but you know you have you have a banner, you have you know two free tickets. There's some other stuff, and then the two fifty. Basically, you get a post on social media, you get a banner in the arena, and that's pretty much it. Our rodeo announcer, it's a pro rodeo announcer, Brandon McClagan. He does our advertising on the local radio station, and he also does it throughout the rodeo. So he's really good about covering all of that. We also do a dessert auction, and that that we generally got. I think we got twenty desserts, and we get the best desserts, not somebody's sheet cake or whatever. We want pies made by the grandma or somebody that's well known in the town that makes really good cinnamon rolls, cupcakes. We we hit up businesses before that make those sorts of things, um, pies, etc. We want to auction those off, and that's pure profit too once those are donated. Um, so that's pretty pretty good about getting those. The steak night, how it works. Um, we partner with our local grocery store. We buy, we get some high quality ribeye steaks from them. Um, we last year we did baked potatoes, green beans. Those can be cooked in bulk. Um, I don't even think we did a salad. And then we do simple sheet cake, ooey gooey butter cake, something simple for dessert because we also do a dessert auction with this too. Now the key here I feel is that our alumni host this at the golf course. They have a liquor license. So they are able to um, offer whoever is coming to that dinner um, drinks. And we generally give everybody that comes in two free drink tickets, and that can be for soda, tea, beer, wine. That's what that can be used for. Um, the tickets are $50 each, which sounds like – which is a lot, but um, most of the time we have no problem selling out before the event even hits. So – um, and then in addition to that, they generally get silent auction items donated by businesses, and they also will ask our shop to build bigger things, um, mineral feeders, bale rings, fire pits, those sorts of things that they can auction off as well. And the last two years, we've raised between nineteen dollars and $20,000 in one night off just that one fundraiser. So that's been a really good fundraiser for us. Um, the one thing that I want to caution everybody on on that is that you're not trying to invite your parents, you know, of your FA kids or whatever. You want the people that are going to pull out the money and go crazy at the auction or are entertaining to be around. It's going to be funny. That's the type of people you want because they're going to spend more money and you want to you want to take not take their money, but you want their donation instead of your, relying on your parents for that. Um, the one thing that we have not done, but I feel like would be a good use or good fundraiser is a golf tournament. A lot of our extracurriculars are banned, our American Legion, um, the Special Olympics. They're turning towards golf tournaments. They'll do a three-man scramble. Um, and your local golf course, if you have a local golf course, they will be able to help you put this on if they – they should be able to help you put this on. Um, you get the holes sponsored. Each one of the holes sponsored. You can have different flights. So you can have different types of people that want to come out and do it. Um, 
most time you could probably get private sponsor, do a raffle. Um, if you want more information on that, I would be happy to reach out to some of our organizations that we have at our high school and get those to you. Um, other than that, I feel like I've asked people for money so much that I'm almost numb of asking people for money. So I understand why people have problems with fundraising and it can be a lot to take on. But if you have any questions about, you know, a rodeo and dessert auction and dinner, our steak night or our golf tournament, please, please, please do not be afraid to reach out and I will help you as best I can. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Green and Growing Podcast. Hey, if you're looking for more, just head to our website at greenandgrowingedu.com. We have things like a takeaway library, which has a lot of free curriculum for you. We have a specialist roster, which can connect you to specialist teachers and help you grow in areas that you need support. And we also have a waitlist for something called G&G Live. Now this is new and it's exciting. So head on over to the website and click on that waitlist so you do not miss out.